Theater Corner is brought to you by Amazing Grace Conservatory. Central San Diego Black Chamber of Commerce, The Mental Bar, Jones, Del Cerro Tax, The Westgate Hotel, La Jolla Playhouse, and viewers like you, thank you. Hi, welcome to Theater Corner. I'm your host, Michael Taylor. As a lifelong theater enthusiast and a board member for one of the top theaters in the country, I've seen firsthand the positive effects that diversity and inclusion can have on the stage and the theater seats. This interview series was created to share my passion for theater and promote diverse voices throughout the national theater scene. We sit down with some of the top professionals in the entertainment industry to discuss training, careers, advice for young actors, and how to make theater matter to more people. Today I had the opportunity to talk hip hop and its storytelling value with a very talented artist, Kia Liani. She tells us how she crafts her flows what inspires her lyrics, and why it's good to have haters. So, silence your cell phones, folks. You're entering Theater Corner. Don't play with my energy, that's my declaration. I'm out here chasing these M's until the reparation. Became a mother too, I ain't had no preparation. Welcome to Theater Corner, sister. Thank you, thank you for having me. It is so fantastic to have you here. Thank you. And you are the very first hip hop artist to yes. be here in our seats. <laughs> uh, so this is very exciting. I, this is this is a kind of interview I've been really you know, looking forward to, to sort of... Uh, we're gonna get a chance to dive into uh, hip hop and kind of the technical aspects of it and how it relates to theater. For sure. Mm -hmm. First, I want to congratulate you on your you. on your new release, the new single uh, yes. called Balloons. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes, it's my life experiences all in a nutshell. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I it's not everything that has happened in my life, but I kind of mm. try to summarize it down into you know, a memoir of what people can listen and kind of get to know me by, you know? But mm -hmm. I thought it was it was rather touching, though, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, especially, you know, being a, a, a single parent, you mm -hmm. know, just really introducing yourself yes. to your listeners. Mm -hmm. um, where, where did the, the idea, when you even come up with that particular song? I do everything. Mm -hmm. I can do any genre, any type of music, whatever. But with that, I really feel more close to, and I like doing because I'm giving you me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of artists don't do that. Right, they right. just want to give you poppy hits or yeah. whatever. But uh, with me, those are my favorite type of uh, songs because it's, it's showing you who I really am or right. giving you an idea of who I really am. 
and getting to know me through the music instead of me sitting and you know, talking to you, right. you can actually hear through the music and I'm giving you my life experiences and I'm giving you who I am. And the music video itself, mm -hmm. uh, where, where was that shot? I shot that in Detroit, Michigan. What, what was behind the decision in, in, in that location? Or I shot it in front of Motown as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just, you know, Motown, when you get there, of course, you know, when we're talking about Motown, you know, we, we know who's come out of that camp with <laughs> Diana Ross and Michael Jackson right. and the list goes on. But, and you know, that gives you inspiration already. But yeah. when you're standing in front of it, it's like <laughs> the energy that you get just standing in front of that place is amazing, you know. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring that into it being the type of song that it was and the feeling that I had when I was recording it, when I wrote it and, you know, shooting the video and kind of giving you that that inspiration that I got when I was writing it. That's really cool part of your, your music videos. It, it, there's a lot of extra thought to it. There, mm -hmm. There's substance to these, uh, the, your approach to music videos. Mm -hmm. You have another music video where you, you kind of, there's, it's in front of a historic structure mm -hmm. and there's kind of a slave theme. Tell, tell yes. me about that song in um, that video. With that one, when you hear the lyrics to the song, you wouldn't think that the video would be what it is. And that's what I try to do. I don't want to be the typical um, young hip hop artist. You know right. what I mean? Uh, I kind of want to step out the box. I've always been an elephant in the room, yeah. you know? So I always want to give you more. Mm -hmm. I want your mind to to Indeed. know when you hear Kia Leani drop the video, it's like, let me go look. <laughs> kind of like Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott and Busta Rhymes. You know what I mean? When mm. you hear that, it's kind of like, you, you know you're about to see a movie or it's going to be something different. It's not going to be the usual. And that's what I kind of try to bring to my visuals. It also leads me to think about, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a real rapper. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. I'm an aspiring hip-hop yeah. artist <laughs> as, as far as you go. But I, always, mm -hmm. I was always curious of what comes first. Like, like the lyrics come first or do you have the beat and you make the lyrics on the, on the beat? I, I, I don't know. Oh, with me... I kind of work both ways. Mm. So if I hear a beat that speaks to me, because I make music off feeling. So if I hear a beat and it's like giving me the inspiration that I need and it's, it's, it's making me, you know, think and come up with some amazing, mm. you know, lyrics, perfect. Now, sometimes I might just be literally sitting in the car, walking mm. down the street, in the store, and a line that just come in my head and I'm like, whoa. Wow. You know, and I can keep going in my head, walking or whatever I was doing, or put it in my notes and go from there. And I can make a whole hook, right. you know what I mean, off of that, and then find a beat. So I kind of I kind of do it both ways. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right, there's a little insight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so how does a hip-hop artist like yourself, you know, you had two beautiful kids. Thank you. You know, that's a, that's a lot to balance, you know. Mm -hmm. So what's what's your approach? Besides the the organic grind that you For that sure. you just For sure. you possess, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, what's what's the approach? You got real life going on and and you're and you're you're going after you know, a career like this. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for a long time, since I was eight, you know. Oh. So I was I was doing music before I had kids. Okay. Um, so with me, it's just the fact of now, now I'm doing it for them. Ah. Um, as well as they get excited when they see me doing this. So it, it just makes it even more fun, you know. Well, I think I heard, uh, was it Damien Dash talks about 
he, he doesn't hustle for his first name. He hustles this is for, for his, his last, last name. name. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, it's kind of you know inspirational, kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so the other reason I'm, I'm really excited to have you here is is to kind of let's explore the the, the theatrical aspects of, of hip hop performance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we we see music videos. You know, uh, a lot of gesturing, different attitudes being displayed and, and, and wealth being displayed. How much of that is real? How much is it is it not real? But but can you talk about the, the theatrics of, of rap performance? I think it's all combined into one. When mm. it comes to like we were just talking about with the visuals mm. and how we're kind of bringing life to what we're saying. And when I think about when you asked me that Slick Rick's Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That video really answers that question for you. Everything he said, he brought to life in that video from line to line to line Mm. to line to line. It was like he was acting out everything. So I feel like in a way that is the, you know, combination of coming together with theater and hip hop, as Mm. well as even when you're performing on stage, you're bringing bringing on stage, you're bringing the the stage performance, you have the displays, you have, you know, it's just really making a visual, making people see your your art. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. And and even being able to see it just with the lyrics alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, how much of the the storytelling goes into some of this uh, work? I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. And people that actually take that and put it into their craft, I feel like they have longevity in the industry mm. because of their ability to do that. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, it's just kind of storytelling is, is as well as making people bring their own life experiences into music instead of just making this, you know, bop music that you can <laughs> bop your head to and it has no meaning, it has no substance. I feel like that storytelling really takes you to the next level if you can do that. I also understand you do a little ghostwriting uh, <laughs> as, as well. It helps people out. Mm-hmm, I do. <laughs> you know, and so what's your approach to, to the ghostwriting? Because I'm, I'm imagining, just like when you're a featured artist mm-hmm. on other songs, mm-hmm. the, the beat is already there, there's already a, an existing song, and you're just kind of putting yourself into an already existing piece of work. Yes, so then maybe your, your approach is a, is a bit different, or, or is that still the same? Well, it's still giving you me. Uh-huh. You still want to give yourself, even on a feature, if it's ghostwriting, whatever, it's still coming from you. Mm. Um, so I feel like when I'm doing features, I'm, if you're asking me for a feature, you uh-huh. like what I do. You like my sound. You like something about what I do. Exactly. So I kind of make it to where I'm still giving you a little piece of my sauce on Whatever you ask me to do, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a regular follower of yours, uh, mm-hmm. particularly on, on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and anybody else out there that follows you on Instagram knows you, you, you come up with these, uh, these skits <laughs> that are, I don't know where these, these come from, but mm-hmm. just, just hilarious. I mean, you know, sometimes you're having a, a, a bad day. I, I, here come pops up one of your skits, and you know it just kind of picks me up. Where, where where does all this started? Where does that come from? Um, I mean, I'm a goofball. I'm <laughs> I'm quiet. I'm chill. But when that time comes, I can be a character. Uh-huh. You know, so 
the jokes are there. Uh, it's not a character. It's not a gimmick. <laughs> and this is me. So yeah. I could be sitting there and like, hey, get the camera mm. and just start going. Right. You know, it's not scripted. It's not anything. Mm. So it's just, it's, it's a part of me. It's another side of me. Yes, music has always been, you know, what I've been doing since I was eight. But with acting and moving in that lane, I have some opportunities coming up in the acting. And, mm. and I just feel like... With that, it's it's a natural transition because I I mean I've been acting a fool all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and and this reminds me, I mean, we, we kind of had a similar conversation yesterday about this, but why do you think, you know, with hip hop artists, it seems like such an easy transition mm -hmm. from from doing the music into like an acting career. Why do you think that is? I think the transition is easy because with like I was saying earlier with the with the visuals and the the stage displays mm -hmm. and and the shows, it's like it, you're performing. You're performing all across mm -hmm. the board. You're performing when you're acting, you're performing when you're on stage, even when you're in the studio and you're putting whatever on wax, you're putting it together, right. you're performing as well. So I feel like it's it's the same all the way across the board. But it's easier to transition if you really just have to take the craft serious. Mm. You know what I mean? You it's when when you're doing music, you've studied, you've mastered that writing, the recording process, the visual process, the whatever comes with that part. Now when you do acting, if you've if you've never done it before, you have to master that too. It's just about mastering your craft. Let's say you're sitting in front of a, a young aspiring hip hop artist, you know, just wanting to get started or trying to get their things together. Uh, what what pieces of advice would you would you give those artists? I would tell them to never give up. Um, believe in whatever they believe in. Don't let anybody change your mind about what you believe in, um, and just continue to go hard and believe in yourself. That's the most important mm. thing. It doesn't. You're gonna have so many naysayers and people say that you can't do it or that goal is too far fetched mm. or whatever the case is. Believe in yourself and you can do whatever you put your mind to. It seems like it's more encouraging if you do have haters. Oh, of course. Because then <laughs> if you don't have haters, there's what no one talking. What are you doing talking, it for? Yeah, or, or you're not even on the horizon. You're mm -hmm. not even uh, seen mm -hmm. if you don't have those Of course. Of I mean, of course you want them, <laughs> but you want people to love you too. Right, right, but right. But those haters are going to encourage you anyways. You know uh, what I mean? You, but you have to have tough skin in this industry. You mm. cannot come in here and everything can't hurt your feelings. Mm. You know what I mean? You really have to come in here and know who you are. You have to know exactly who you are. This young man comes from a family of actors who gathered around the television set to watch his aunt play Regina on the Steve Harvey Show. Matthew Elam shares with us details of his role as a not-so-bad guy and how he uses acting as a tool to be more vulnerable. Here's NAACP nominee Matthew Elam. Welcome to Theater Corner, brother. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here, man. Having done stage, which I, I'm assuming that's, well, that's obviously your, your foundation. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? What do you feel the, the biggest difference? You doing stage and then... Uh, doing television, you know, being in front of the camera. The difference is the audience may be 10 feet away from me. Mm. That's probably the closest they'll be in uh, stage and in camera. 
if the camera was a person, I'd be able to smell their breath. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the camera's in your face. Like the camera can be, not every shot. Right, right. But the camera's in your face. So it's like uh, me being on camera, I'm having to micromanage in a sense. Because, uh, you know, your big expressive moments might be overdone. Oh, yeah, I get Looking you. back on camera. Right, right. Yeah, so I think it's a lot more precise, a lot more specific, and oftentimes smaller, because you're not, you're not having to make your energy travel. You're not Ejected. having to communicate to the person in the back row, mm -hmm. like they're right there. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very more uh, feels a lot more like a, a technical medium in that way for a person like me. How, how has the theater informed what you do in front of the camera, or or has it, or has oh, it? Oh, one hundred. Okay. It definitely informs. There are things you can get away with <laughs> on a stage that you cannot get away with on camera. It seems like someone who's who's not an actor like myself seems sure. like it would be the other way around. Like for, like for for the stage, right? Uh, <laughs> the person in the back row might not be able to see you, uh, like if I'm looking at you, might not be able to see your attention go here and then come back. Mm. But if a camera's like looking at you, oh, the I get smallest you. moments, like if, if you lose concentration for a split second, that means something now. Right, right. And not saying it doesn't mean anything on stage, but it's, you have to be so much more precise. I so you. that camera becomes a stage in itself. There's this one particular character you, you played, uh, uh, Lemieux. Lem yeah, Is Lemieux. that how to pronounce Close. it? Yeah, Lemieux. yeah, yeah. And, and Fargo, this, uh -huh. uh, this, this, this series Fargo, where, right. where you uh, played Chris Rock, the character Chris Rock played, you played his son. Oh, the crazy blessing. Yeah. My goodness, but that was, that was some powerful stuff. What, what, what was that experience like? I mean, Chris Rock is Chris Rock, Chris Rock and Chris he's Rock. doing something somewhat different than yeah. what he typically does. What was that experience like? It was a huge endeavor for me, not, not even the project in total, because of course that, it was a, such a large world. Mm -hmm. That experience for me, being able to look at someone like Chris Rock and be like, wow. First off, just realizing I'm in the same room, working <laughs> on the same project, you know, is an important thing too, but being able to see how he works being able to see people like uh, Glenn Turman, oh, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, Ben Wishaw, Jason Schwartzman, Jesse Buckley, like all these really great artists that are great in their craft. And me being fans of these people outside <laughs> of what we do. Right, right. And talking to them and being like, just ask, picking their brains about stuff and them saying, yeah, you know, I'm here and I just, I show up, we do the work. I show up and I don't necessarily feel 100% confident with every choice that I make on set. You know, I, mm. I have things that I'm uncomfortable with that I don't really understand. Mm. And so it, it was a really humanizing thing for me to be able to kind of take, not saying I put them on a pedestal because I think we're all equal, but um, I appreciate their talent and craft, what they bring to the craft and being able to, hold that thing in my hands and look at it a little closer, be like, ah, oh, okay. I think that was like a huge, of course, working on a project, great, yeah, yeah. crazy blessing. Um, but just being able to work with those type of talents. Did they actually shoot that in Missouri? No, they shot it in Chicago. In Chicago? Yeah. 
You spent a lot of time in Chicago. You, I mean, you're doing project after project. That would how does that how does that come yeah, about? Yeah, dude. I mean, because I've been out there for like seven years now. Wow, seven years. Because uh, I went to school at DePaul, the theater mm-hmm. school, and that was the start of my Chicago career as uh-huh. it as it is. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Chicago. One thing that's great about Chicago is you tend to see the same artists mm-hmm. around. You know, we're very tight knit. Right. theater, TV and film community. <laughs> and um, I've auditioned multiple, multiple, multiple times for that casting agency. And they've seen me do work in plays. Right, right. So they, they know me not just when I come in, but they also see me in my, my stage element. Nice. <laughs> which is a huge, huge advantage. You know what I mean? Right, right. Not saying it doesn't happen in L.A., but L.A., you know, being more TV and film, mm-hmm. you don't often get to see, uh, you know, like your casting people come out and see you do a play. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that definitely helped me. Definitely helped. When did you get bitten by this this acting bug? I guess we can describe it as. Ooh! It's, it, I, I cannot stress this enough. It's still one of my favorite TV shows. Um, uh, it's the Steve Harvey show, right? <laughs> uh, my aunt on there played Regina Greer. Uh-huh. And every night that she was on the show, we would watch it as a family. And I would watch her, and it just, like, I just caught it. It just looked so fun. Uh-huh. And I think at that time, it was less about the acting. It was more about, like, what I was experiencing was bringing me joy. I see. Uh-huh. I see. I remember there was this time where there's this, it's a, every episode so funny, but this particular episode was uh, my, my aunt is running in slow motion, trying to stop I can't, someone from getting pied in the face. Oh. It's like a cream pie. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, you remember it? <laughs> yes, yes. And it hits her face, right. and I was a child. I thought that actually happened to her. <laughs> so I remember just like, crying like I was like bawling and they had to tell me no it's, it's oh, not real like, do but it was just like the feeling of you know like that joyous feeling and then later because even even now I'm I'm not an introvert per se but I I can be a very uh I guess a very private person right. in certain events mm-hmm. and um acting especially when I was younger being like more introverted it really brought me out of my show. And my aunt also had the Performing Arts Conservatory. Amazing Grace Conservatory. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that's, that is what it is. It was an amazing grace to thousands and thousands of kids because uh. it was really a program uh, it was a little non-traditional because it took, you know, kids from the city and taught them about the arts, singing, acting, and dancing. Right. And that was where I first got my true appreciation for the craft as it relates to community. Okay. As opposed to I want to be in the shining lights and I want the mm-hmm. this, that. It was being able to take like a kid like me who's kind of introverted um, and through the arts, open me up, get me out of my shell, introduce me to a community that love the same thing I love and, you know, the reason why I love it. Even if one is shy, you're, you're wearing the skin of your character, you know, so you're not really being yourself. Do you feel that that's kind of an outlet of some sort? Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe even therapeutic in some ways. Definitely therapeutic. It's always funny talking about like stuff that's like really close to me because 
a lot of that energy, like the me being nervous, is uh. is not me being like closed in. Uh -huh. But there's this energy that's like really big, uh, and I have trouble sometimes dealing with that mm. in public. So it's easier for me to settle into it. Uh -huh. But wearing characters, uh, I can take that energy and transfer it in a way that is, uh, I'm in service to something, uh, you know? I get and, you. and hopefully, even, even outside of just the whole acting aspect, it's being able to cultivate sympathy for life experience. Mm. Because the one thing I do enjoy about acting and really asking those questions like, what makes somebody tick? Or, or how do I act when I'm in a room with this person? Mm. Uh, what our dynamic is, is because the more work I do, the more I'm able to realize that we have so much more in common than we do uh, differences. Right, right, right. You know, and... Human the, situations are human yeah, situations. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's tragic sometimes because I'm like, if, if you sat down with the person that you despise mm -hmm. and you just had a real honest conversation right. about the things they fear, things that make them uncomfortable, the things they love, you know, trivial things, their favorite dessert, you're like, dang, it's really hard to hate a person that you know. <laughs> True. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's really hard to hate a, a person because um, fear, fear thrives off of ignorance. It thrives off of not making those connections. Mm -hmm. But when you do, it's like, dang, you more like me than not. True. And that's what I love about acting. It's like I can, you know, you can play somebody who's committed a heinous crime like a murderer and recognize it. It's a circumstance. It's something that mm -hmm. happened. He's no more capable of doing that than I am. Right, right, right. You know, uh, and that sympathy is a really important thing for me. So today you witnessed Theater Corner's first interview with a hip hop artist and was able to hear how art can be a family affair. Community is what we need to thrive. And with creative minds in unity, it's always achieved. Thank you for watching Theater Corner. And we'll see you next time. Support for this program comes from the KPBS Explore Local Content Fund, supporting new ideas and programs for San Diego.